All right. So have you thought that pursuing your dreams right now where you are, it's too late? You don't have enough time. This is not the time to do it. Maybe you keep inching and starting and looking and getting ready to do something, but you end up not doing it. Or maybe you are in the middle of pursuing that passion and you're feeling like it's taking too long, or maybe you feel like, is it worth it? Well, this episode is for you. I am so honored to feature one of my clients, Michelle McDowell, who is a branding and wedding photographer based out of Atlanta. In this conversation, we talk about her growth and understanding her worth, understanding why it's so important to her growing her business. She shares her journey to outsourcing and finding harmony and balance in her life and her business so that she can continue to pursue her passion. So if you're ready for learning a little bit about this, stay tuned and be sure to pay attention to us all the way through. We have a lot of fun and there's some little birdies in her background and it's so apropos that that would be because me and Michelle's relationship is so very much like that. (laughs) So definitely stay tuned and be sure to let us know what you think about this episode. You're listening to the She's Crafted to Thrive podcast, and this is your host, Nikita. On this show, we're talking about what it's like to start, grow, and scale a business while living with chronic illness. You will hear from other creatives and CEOs as they share their stories and the lessons that led them to learn to lean more into what worked for them. You'll discover that success does not mean perfection, and fear, negative thoughts, and challenges are all a part of the journey, but there's always an abundance of wins. So stay tuned, and you'll find the inspiration and tools you need to craft a life and business that thrives. Hey there, beautiful. I've got something for you. If you want to feel more ease and joy in your business without sacrificing your health, energy, and creativity but you feel like you've got to, you know, pay your dues first, or you're feeling sort of lost in your business, then you want to check out my mini course, Five Days to Getting Crystal Clear in Your Creative Business. I created this course to help you remove the frustration that's blocking you from receiving exactly what you want and go from stuck to creating the business that you want with ease and joy. So visit thrivefromthekita.com forward slash mini dash course and use the code thrive to get it free. Again, that's thrivewithnikita.com forward slash mini course and use the code thrive to get it free. That's my special gift to my podcast tribe. So go off and thrive. All right, let's hop on into this new episode. Enjoy. I am so excited to have Michelle on the show. She's one of my favorite clients. I mean, honestly, like all of the ladies that I work with are like, I love you guys. But my husband knows when I'm on a call with you because he's like, Nikita, you laugh like the belly gut riching laugh. Like every time you're on a call with her, I know it's Michelle. And I'm like, yeah, because he's not listening, but he could just hear me laughing through the walls and doors. So anyway. Oh, Okay. Welcome. Well, I appreciate that. Welcome, welcome to the show. Please tell everyone who you are and what you do, where you're from. Ooh, so I am Michelle McDowell, and my company is Michelle Davina Photography, and I am a branding and wedding photographer in the Atlanta area. I actually partner with creative entrepreneurs to help them to grow their business through killer visual content that vibes with their target audience. And I love to document love stories. So I love to work with 
quirky couples, fun-loving, just laid-back couples that um, are easy and uh, documenting their love story, their special day, and um, making that memorable and starting a legacy for them for their families to come. So that's pretty much what I do. And you're really good at both. <laughs> you're oh, really good. You. I appreciate I- it. I love it. I I also, everyone knows who listens to the show. I love photographers. So I kind of live vicariously through you guys a lot. I'm like, I'm be sitting there like, "Mm, that was a good angle that she got. That was good. Like (laughs) (laughs) that was really good. So what, what made you decide to become a photographer? What was the thing that brought you down this path? So I bought a camera, I bought a Canon camera in my early years, in my early (laughs) twenties. Um, It was a film camera and I always loved to take pictures. So I bought this like big camera. I didn't really know anything about, but I just thought it was cool looking. I was like, oh yeah, this is the camera. And so um, I started taking pictures just, you know, as a hobby or whatever. And then my camera was stolen like years later when I moved to Atlanta. I am, uh, I'm originally born and partially raised in New York in New York, but then I've also lived in Florida and Pennsylvania, as well as Georgia. So Georgia, this is like my second time living here, but um, my camera was actually stolen while I was living here in Georgia. Of all the places. I know. <laughs> Somebody broke into my car, mm-hmm. me and a friend of mine went out one night and I had my camera in the back seat down below with some literature and uh <laughs> Somebody broke into my car and stole all of it. The literature, the um, camera. I was just so heartbroken. So they end up finding my bag of literature in a dumpster. Somebody called me, but never recovered the camera. And then so, um, and I can't remember what year that was, but in the early 2000s, uh, a friend of mine uh, bought a camera for me. It was a digital camera. And so that was my first encounter with digital And I just fell in love with the fact that you could change the ISO all, you know, all in a blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have to really buy the the camera film, 200 speed, 400 speed, et cetera, et cetera. So here you could just change it. You could just change that film speed in in a blink, you know. (laughs) So that's kind of how I got on the path of photography. And then a friend of mine was getting married and she knew I had a love of pictures and she asked me to do her wedding. and so. I was like, oh, 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 yeah, that sounds pretty good. So I went and she hired somebody else, too, because she said <laughs> at, at the end, she said, well, you didn't seem like you were very confident. And I was like, wow. From that point on, I was like, Michelle, you can't show it. Mm-mm, you can't show that you're not confident. So um, that was a learning experience. But it was um, it was a good one. I, you know, I was able to enjoy that day or really feel like I was part of the you know event with uh, my friend getting married. And I don't know, it's just something about weddings that is just so blissful. You know, everybody's so happy. It's a happy time. And usually everybody is happy. (laughs) There's no, you know, kafussel going on. And that's kind of how I got started. And then another friend of mine, she knew that I like photography too. And and she sent me um, a photographer's site. And I was like, whoa, that was like a game changer for me. So it was like inspiration. Wow, I didn't know all that. First of all, I'm still mad at that you were living in New York, Florida, Pennsylvania, and all, through all them places, you had a camera to camps to Atlanta and it was stolen. <laughs> right. So messed up. <laughs> I know, right? 
out of all the places. So when you were doing film photography, were you kind of like just doing it as a hobby and for fun or was it something that yeah, you just learned? Yeah, fun. Um, uh, I would have conventions that I would go to um, and I would take pictures there. And yeah, just basically a hobby just to um, capture memories, you know, and I know I didn't want one of those little box cameras that you could buy at Walgreens for $6.99 or something like that. I wanted something that I could actually hold and really try to hone in on skills, you know, Mm -hmm. try to better myself as a photographer. I feel that photographers who have a film background in some way, shape or form, whether they dabbled in it or did it like for real, for real hardcore have an advantage over those who started with digital photography because film photography, you have to be very like specific. Like you have to know what you're doing. You also can't be afraid to be in people's faces. You have to be closer. You kind of have to be a little bit more assertive when you're a film photographer than you are with a digital camera. So do you think that's helped you like now as a digital photographer in a way? Well, I will say that being a photographer for me has made me, I think, a little bit more assertive uh, because I realized quickly that people, especially when it comes to weddings, you have to kind of be that ringmaster to, especially when I was doing it without planners, you know, I was kind of helping, you know, the DIY brides and um, trying to make sure things stay on track and, you know, in a timely fashion. And, And you just have to like, you got to put bass in your voice sometimes with these <laughs> bridal parties and say, hey, look, you know, or apologize in advance. Say, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm so sorry. But, you know, and then proceed on. I've kind of learned my own little style. And then with my personality, I think that um, I think that people like me. <laughs> if I'm saying something or I have to do something, I always try to couple it with, you know, kindness. Yeah. And making sure I'm not rude or, you know, come off nasty or something like that. Yeah. So I just try to keep that in mind. Well, that's a fact I did not know about you with the film mm-hmm. photography. That is, see, I told you before the show, I was like, I always oh, learn yeah. new stuff when I have you guys on the show. So what inspires you, like in general, to be a wedding, to do wedding photography, to be your own entrepreneur, to, to do what you do? What inspires me? There's a lot. I could almost say really anything and everything inspires me. I mean, there's people that inspire me. Um, Travel inspires me, especially old ruins of different, um, you know, parts of the country. Uh, I love to travel. Of course, you know, COVID got us all on lockdown, but now things are opening up. Uh, I hope to travel again soon. We'll see. But art inspires me. Color inspires me a lot. I love like bright colors. I love um, the pinks and the reds and the yellows. But yeah, I think a lot of things inspire me. Even just flowers inspire me or something that I've read inspires me. So lots of things. Food. I'm sorry. (laughs) Food can inspire me, girl. Food inspires most of us in some way, shape or form. Yes. A beautiful plated Food. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and it's yeah. smelling good too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that inspiration, like it sounds like all the things that you enjoy, the brightness of life, really. Yeah. yeah. Does that like play into how you are as a photographer? Like yeah. how and how so? How does it play into me being a photographer? Because I think when I 
experience different aspects of life that inspire me. Like when I'm with a client, even the movement of my clients can inspire me. Like I get really animated and really verbal. And I also want to make my clients feel very comfortable. And I want us to feel like we're kind of almost old friends. Like, you know, hey, we're just hanging out and having a good time. But it gives me kind of like, I don't know, that that vitality that I enjoy so much when I'm with clients. And then especially if we can feed off that each other, you know, bouncing mm-hmm. it back, you know. I do have some clients where, you know, it might take a little bit more jujin, but uh, <laughs> in any case, I try to, I just try to be really um, lively and jovial with my clients. And if there's something that I see, if we're walking or we're, we're you know, doing a shoot of some sort, whether it's their wedding day or their um, engagement session, even just the surroundings can inspire me to really help them to kind of pull them and bring them out of their own little cocoon sometimes <laughs> that they may be in. But yeah, I think, I hope I answered the question. I- <laughs> yeah, you did. I think what you're saying is that you use the things that you're inspired by to really help your clients just open up with you yeah. when they're in front of the camera so they can feel comfortable. So yeah, yeah that's really cool. So I want to know a little bit more nitty gritty. <laughs> Y'all sit see okay. up face right now. Um, have you experienced any hurdles like through this journey? Because there are some, right? There are some as an entrepreneur, especially as a creative entrepreneur, what have been some um, hurdles or fears that you've experienced as an entrepreneur? Um, you mentioned it a little bit before, just kind of like stepping into that confidence, but what are some of those things for you? Well, one thing is like my value, uh, I think, was a hurdle I needed to get over or at least embrace that I do have value, my worth. Uh, the death of my mother was a big hurdle for me, even though she's been deceased for ooh, 20 years now. It's still, mm-hmm. you know, it's still a void that um, you just can't shape. So, and because we were very, very close, she was like my best friend. So I miss her dearly and, um, hurdles. I've had some physical, you know, I was in an accident probably about three years ago, going on three years now. And, uh, they hit me head on. And so like, I have a herniated disc. So, uh, I have back pain issues that I have to deal with on pretty much a daily basis. And, um, and then I have a detached vitreous. I don't know what that is. You said that like I would know. <laughs> I know. I think the name is so cool, but uh, it's I love not that really you cool. love the name of it. So the detached vitreous is in my eye. Mm. Uh, one day I was in the kitchen and I started to see these black spots, and I thought it was a a rodent of some sort. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, something's in my kitchen." But then I I was like, "Wait, whoa." So I, I wasn't sure what was happening with my eye and I made an appointment to the eye doctor and sure enough, when he looked at me, he says, oh, you have a detached vitreous." So it is a jelly-like substance that's attached to the retina. And because I'm high risk for retina tear, I have to be careful because I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember what the vitreous function is, but it's attached to the retina and it can attach itself to back to the retina. But for the most part, I call her a she. She hangs out and she kind of floats around in my eye. I can see her sometimes, but my brain, it's so amazing how we're made because my brain 
my doctor was telling me after a while, your brain will get accustomed to her. So she, I call her her, right? So she won't even like be bothered by her. But I initially was very bothered by her. And um, I had to, I couldn't exercise because I love to exercise and um, I couldn't exercise because straining causes, you could do a, a little bit more further damage. So I had to be careful. I couldn't do any running. I was just like, oh, this is a bummer for like two weeks until uh, they wanted to see how the vitreous is going to react. So anyway, I just have to be mindful of it and careful not to do too much. Otherwise I could, because if I get a retina tear, um, the next step is blindness, you know? And so I have to, <laughs> whoo, got to be very careful. How does that affect you and what you do? Because I mean, so you know. it, I mean, I can still see it's like, um, almost like a, you know, how people say they have floaters. Mm-hmm. She's like, a she, she reminds me of like, like a little jellyfish. Cause it's like, or it's like getting a smear on your, do you wear glasses? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's almost like a smear that you get on your glasses, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, but she'll just be dancing around in there, you know, and <laughs> I just think like, it's so are you? describing this right now. Yes. <laughs> Me and her just like, uh, but so far she's been behaving and it, it you know, it just, she kind of just, yeah, she kind of just moves around from time to time, so So how does that affect your approach to how you want to show up with your business and with your clients and being very intentional and all those different things? Does that affect like what you decide to do, how often you do it, all of that kind of stuff? Does it play into that? Not really. Cause I never, I never stopped to think of it like, oh, well I have this vitreous. So should I not do, you know, Mm. I kind of just go with my life. Yeah. As if, you know, hey, whatever's going to happen, going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just try to be mindful of not doing too much to myself because, and sometimes I forget, especially, you know, with the back issue, because I do lug around a lot of equipment and um, it's heavy. And so I don't really feel it right then and there when I'm in the moment, because I think the adrenaline's going and I'm on a time schedule and I'm trying to make sure I get all these shots and all the good stuff. So it's only, it's most of the time it's after I finished a wedding or an engagement that I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or I feel it the next day, Mm -hmm. like I shot a wedding Monday and I felt it the next day. So, and then, you know, just I'm getting older. I am where my parent, you know, was. And it's so funny to me because I was like, wow, as old as I, have gotten in this society. I didn't think it would, I just didn't see myself in this situation. So growing old in this, you know, it's not fun a lot of times, especially if you have to deal with different things. Different pains. So is, is that part of the reason why you have your own business? So that at some point you have more flexibility? Yeah. And I think too, um, I just, I want to be my own boss. I've, I used to talk to this um, psychologist and she explained like the different stages we go through as we get older. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the stage now where I, I'm not really trying to conform to anybody's, you know, way. I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because I came from an era where we did it, you know, a certain way all the time. Right. Um, but now it's like, you know, I'm going to break out, you know? So mm-hmm. Even though I do have, you know, a day job, 
my passion and my drive is my photography. And so that's what I'm working toward now to make it a permanent thing. So tell me more about how that did any of those things you just shared factor into why you decided to finally invest in a coach? Yes. Um, Because even though I thought like I could do this, I know I can do this, but uh, it wasn't on my own. It wasn't really getting me as far as I would have liked. So I've been shooting for a while now and, um, and partly too, because I, I, maybe I, I wasn't fully committed, you know, to it Mm -hmm. until the last couple of years. Now I was like, I'm done. I'm ready. You know, I just want to do my own thing. So I being in different, you know, types of groups, Facebook groups or associations, uh, one of the things that was said was having a coach is something essential for entrepreneurs. And so I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm-mm. y'all just, mm-mm. so the more I heard or the more I listened, the more I heard. So I said, well, let me give it a go. Let me just see, you know, cause I can't, I, I can't do any worse than what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? So why not? And so I think I met you in another group on Instagram and then you were doing some complimentary consultations of some sort. Mm-hmm. I think it was, mm-hmm. and I booked a session with you. And so from there it was like, wow, okay. I think I would like to give this a go. You know, I think I wanted to up-level my business. So I figured if I had a coach that can help me do that all the more, you know, woohoo. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, it would be a win-win. And I have come to find out that, you know, the more you network with other people, the more you can learn. That has been a big thing for me. I've learned a lot by my networking with other people. Mm -hmm. What do you think has been the most surprising and most beneficial part of working with a coach and AKA, if y'all don't know, I'm her coach, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, what yes, is- y'all, Nikita is my coach, honey. Ooh, I tell you, she be putting me through it, y'all. <laughs> but in a good way, in a good way. Uh, what was the question? Oh, <laughs> Lord. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was asking what has been the most surprising aspects of, you know, working with a coach for you and your business or personally, and what has like been some of the results you feel like you have gotten to that you may not have gotten to as soon as you've, you know, well, before. okay. So I can't remember all of that, but <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what I have found working with you has really helped me to shift the mindset. Like I mentioned before, you know, my value, my worth, you have really helped me to see and to hone in on knowing what that is, you know, and really verbalizing that in a way that my clients, you know, understand. And so I think too, just that courage that you need, that push that you need. I hate to admit this, but I do like to be challenged. Now I'm going to let you know that I may kick and scream and I may- Yes, she will. And I need for you to be okay with that because that's the way I process. And that's, that helps me to get through it. I know it sounds crazy, but 
It does. It makes complete that. sense. It, it does? makes okay. complete sense. Okay. Like so, psychologically, it makes complete sense. Okay, good. So that's I know, but I do I I do love the challenge. So you have challenged me in some ways when thinking about stuff. I'm like, what? And then it's like I've had you know quite a bit of aha moments, especially when you send me that that questionnaire every every time we do a a call. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> and then the, the kicker question is, how are you going to keep yourself accountable? I'm like, girl, I got you. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're my accountability partner here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love the way that you challenge me. And then I think too, um, you get me because, you know, I don't know if I'm the quirkiest or the weirdest, if you will, but sometimes You're you. I, huh? You're you. There's no quirkiness or anything. You're your own unique, awesome self. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. That's so kind of you. But uh, yeah, I like um, I like to to be challenged, even though I may fuss about it. I still I like it. It's coming from a good place anyway. So I think the mindset change and then just helping me to see what I can attain. Like why can't you? You know what I mean. That. I think having or being by myself trying to figure that piece out, like, well, why can't I? You know, sometimes you you need that external person to help you. Because even though my husband, you know, he'll say, well, that's what I told you anyway, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> it's different when it comes from family. And it's yeah. also different when you decipher yourself, right? Like it might be a challenge for me to be like, what about this? What about that? But when you can take that and accept it on your own versus it being something that hubby said or something that yeah. I said, it's a different experience. Definitely. Definitely. It's yeah. It's a different experience for sure. And I just, I've enjoyed um, the coaching sessions that we've had. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really good experience for me. Yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. You know, if you don't have a coach, you need to get a coach. Yeah. And one that, you know, that understands you and your nuances and idiosyncrasies or whatever. I think it's important. Coaching is kind of like, I always tell people coaching is like find a therapist <laughs> because <laughs> not there's lots of therapists out there, but not every therapist is for you. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, and I, I have been in calls with clients, potential clients and being like, yeah, this ain't a good fit. I love you. I think good for you, but I'll give you to somebody I think might be a good fit send you that way. And that's okay because there's enough business for everybody, but it's really trying to find a place that's good for you. And and my clients like you, mindset is a huge piece of it. And then I have some clients that come to me with thinking what they need is I need to get to 20K in the next six months. And it's like, but your mind ain't right to get you to 20K. Uh, (laughs) We can't get there until your mind right. Until until you've done the work behind that. I got to get my mind right. Right. You got to get into that. And so that's what I, um, I love that you're doing because what was, and one of the questions I asked you was like, what was surprising? So when what were your expectations with coaching versus what has happened with coaching? Ooh, I don't, oh, I don't know. Expectations that I might've had before. I know I had some because I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a coach prior. Right. Maybe I thought the experience would kind of be passive. I really, uh, that's a good question because I'm really not sure. I just thought, well, maybe they just want all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like, what am I really going to get for this? 
But what I've learned is um, you made me think about things that I didn't, I hadn't thought of. And I think that is what I really appreciate a lot, a lot. Because sometimes for myself, and I don't know how other people might view this, but I'm trying to think of all the things, but you know what? You can't think of all the things. You're not going to think of all the things because that's, that's only what your mind and brain, you know, thinks about. But for somebody else, especially if they've had other clients who might have, who might have a similar background or some sort, you know, they can really have a large input and give you insight onto something, into some things you might not have thought about, which is what has happened in our sessions. Yeah. I think one of those things that I have found for not just you, but clients in general, it's this, it's going back to that. What is, what do I charge? What is my price? And I feel like, you know, a lot of times the women I work with come to me with the goal of increasing their prices with the thought of increasing their prices, but they're like, I'm not there yet. And, you know, most of you guys have been doing business for a while. So it's kind of like, well, when are you ready? <laughs> when, when is the perfect, I know, quote right? unquote, perfect time to do that? And I feel like that's one of the things that I, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm not even, you know, I'm guilty of it too until I work with a coach to be like, well, really? You, how long do you, how long do you need to be the dollar store? Like how long, like how long does that need to be? Like, do you want to graduate or do you want to stay there? I mean, it's okay. Either way, if you are okay with being the dollar store, be the dollar store. That's, right, your, that's right. your thing. But if your goal is are based on this thing of wanting to get to this another place, if you want to be anthropology, you can't stay at the dollar store. Right. Oh my goodness. You sure cannot. Um, that is so true. And I think um, I was just thinking about like with us, I'm, as you mentioned, elevating yourself to the next level. I think if you want to aspire to do better, you definitely need a coach, a, a coach. And again, it's have, it has to be, you know, suited, of course, for you. But um, yeah, I would I would do this again. If somebody said, oh, would you? Hire? Yes, I would. Yes, I most certainly would. Because it has been beneficial. It has been very beneficial. And I just, I really, um, I appreciate all those aha moments that I've had. Like, cause you're like, you'll ask me a question like, well, why can't you? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know why I can't. <laughs> oh, that's something to think about, you know. Um, those are my favorite moments in every, in all of my coaching. Anytime there's like that break of, huh. Or when you come back in the next session is like, so I was thinking. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. So, yeah, I love it, too. I love it, too. Yeah. So what has helped you find some harmony and you're about because you do have a day job. You have a day, yeah. day job where you're working full time. You have a family. You have a business where you're actually serving two different kind of clients, know, wedding right? and branding. Yeah. So how do you find the balance. I hate using that word too much. I like to say harmony when it comes to all this. How are you finding the the synergy harmony with all of those things? Ooh, that's a good question. So I do start my days pretty early because I'm an early riser. Um, I, like I mentioned before, I do love to work out. That gives me that, um, you know, that centered kind of feeling like two things I got to do when I wake up, I got to make my bed and I got to work out. So, um, among other things, but 
the working out piece really helps me to get my day started off to a good start. And working from home since this pandemic has really helped tremendously mm-hmm. uh, because it has allowed me some flexibility. So I kind of toggle, but what I do do is I kind of set parameters where I'm, I'm going to be shutting down. Like my photography can be almost 24 seven if I allow it to be, but I've come to recognize that I do need to put some boundaries because my husband used to have a nickname. He used to say, oh, are you going to be with your other man tonight? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I I sense some kind of, you know, in there. (laughs) You know, I said, oh, Big Mac. You talking about Big Mac? (laughs) Yeah, I got got a date with him tonight. (laughs) So that was kind of like the running joke. You know, you're going to be with your other man. So um, I, that was kind of a hint to me that, you know, I need to turn it off after a certain time. So I try to, um, first of all, I try to set my plan out for the week of the things I have to do. So I make a weekly list of the things that I need to get done. And my cutoff is at a certain time. Usually before my husband gets home, I will turn it off between like six, six-ish, 6.30, Seven, probably at the latest. Um, and that is basically kind of like some, um, sometimes it's, it's administrative work and sometimes it's editing work, but I try to keep that at a minimum. So when I'm, at times when I'm finished with my day job, I will get right immediately on my love mm-hmm. and uh, focus on that for a few hours. And then uh, I'm done. And in between that, I will, you know, do my cooking dinner or washing clothes and stuff like that. But I try to, the weekends are definitely, you know, family time. And unless I, if I don't have a shoot, of course, um, we're doing something as a family. And then um, I also have a volunteer ministry that I um, participate in on the weekends. And sometimes during the week in the evenings, um, I will do that as well. But I always, (laughs) ever since that comment, my husband had made, I, I always, yeah, <laughs> I had to assess some things. And um, I also, you know, have put in some other things in place to help me to really manage the business. As like, well. like, well, like my software management system uh, for clients. Um, I use 17 hats. Some people use HoneyBook. I just happened, I don't know, I was at a convention and uh, 17 hats was offering, you know, a special. And I had heard some good things about it. So I said, well, let me try it. And I just, stuck with it. And then um, I hired a virtual assistant who is indispensable. I love her. (laughs) She, I met her in our 17 hats Facebook group. I was actually trying to do a workflow myself, but I met her and she, she actually tried to get me to fill out one of her forms. And I was like, yeah, okay. But I never did. (laughs) And then she came back and followed up with me. And I was like, okay, let me, let me talk to this little lady. So I filled it out, you know, very ambiguously. I was like, I don't know really what I want to do, but I'll take your call. You know, we'll set up something. So we did. And I liked her when I met her. I was like, wow, you're so cool. And then she was just telling me, you know, a lot of things that I could do. And she was so on point. I mean, she would, after our call, she would even send me an email saying what we talked about and, you know, next steps. And this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I was like, okay, she's a keeper. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Danielle is my VA and, um, she's really helped me put my workflows into place so that I can be, you know, more efficient and more polished Mm -hmm. and, uh, effective with dealing with clients and really, you know, 
helping to train your clients. I, now I see the importance because these are things that I've heard of at workshops and stuff like yeah. workflow. I'm like, workflow? Uh-uh, nobody got time. Yes, you better yes, get a workflow. Yeah. <laughs> you so, better make time to make that workflow one time exactly, so you don't have to do because, it over and over and over again. <laughs> yes, it makes sense. So it has really, I had one client says, oh, you're so professional. I love your emails. I'm like, girl, yes. Come on, workflow, come on with it. <laughs> so yes, workflows have, have really helped tremendously. And then I had a rebranding of myself with my website and I hired someone to to do the design, to do the copyright and to really, you know, up-level my game and um, just keeping myself immersed in my craft with other, you know, workshops, events. Um, I really do. I, I, I love photography because it is such, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, you love this so much. What is it about it that you love? And I think what it is, is that I am freezing a moment that will not be repeated. Even if you do it again, it's not going to be repeated the same way. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a moment in somebody's life in history that won't be repeated. And to capture that, to freeze that, I don't want to say memorialize that, but you know, I don't know. That just does something to me, right? It makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. And it's like, wow, you know, I know my clients, I love when they, you know, love their images. Now there are some that I never hear from, but I was like, you know what? I can't worry about that, Michelle. If they don't say they hate it, then maybe they love it, you know? So, and then I'm in here later, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, you could have told me that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't worry about it anymore, you know? Well, I think what you just said is a lot. I mean, it's to run a business. I think there's a lot of fear in letting go. There's a lot of fear in like giving someone responsibility in your business. Um, One of my favorite questions to ask clients who have a hard time with that is like, do you imagine still being the person that does every single aspect in your business five years from now? I hope not. Mm. It's really hard. And especially if you're wanting to make a consistent income, it's really hard to be the only one. It's really hard. You got to outsource. Yeah. So I love that you shared that because that was going to be a question where are some tools and tricks and you just shared them anyway. I love that. Yeah, girl. What in, like, who are women that inspire you specifically? I know your mom is one of them, but who are some? Yeah, she was. You know, I would say the first, well, there's a photographer who inspired, I just loved her. Somebody sent her to me. They said, I think you would love this photographer. And she was right. She, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Jessica Clare. Yeah, she passed away um, about two years ago, I think, almost Mm. going on. I met her in New York. She was doing a workshop. That was the first workshop that I had ever attended. And um, I really, I I was blown away by her, her approach to photography, the very, um, kind of like lifestyle, you know, she was a wedding photographer and, um, I just really liked her approach. And then through her, I met, um, uh, Liana Lehman. She lives here in Atlanta. She's Mm -hmm. a a wedding. I don't know if she still does what I don't, I don't know, but, um, she was another female that was inspiring to me. And then, um, there are other, you know, inspiring women, um, I'm always inspired, you know, by the female photographers because I think photography was mostly probably a male-dominated um, field it was, for a long it was. time. 
And so, um, you know, you have a lot of women in the game now. Mm-hmm. Got um, there's oh, I love Terry Baskin. I love her approach to photography. She has gorgeous, gorgeous work. And um, Jasmine Starr, she's another one. Angie McPherson. These are women that were or are inspiring to me um, in the game of photography. And even, you know, like there are some people that are not in photography that are inspiring, like chefs to me. Mm, <laughs> I love well, they're that. artists. They're, they are kind of like doing yeah, things in a different way. It's, yeah, they're right. like taking something and you're never going to see that look like necessarily that way on the plate again. You go eat it and devour right. it. Ooh. They're very artistic. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Those are some of the ladies off the top of my head um, that inspire me. That's really cool. Um, I know, I didn't know that about Jessica Claire, but I can see how you, I can see that because you shoot not like her, but in a similar way, you have a very similar vibe to her um, mm-hmm. with your photography, which is really, really cool. She was amazing. Um, so if you were to tell some creative woman who's listening to this podcast, who's questioning her her value, her, her ability, her confidence, what would be one piece of advice that you would give her? If she's, I think I would tell her don't stop, Hmm. you know, here I am. I hate to even admit this, but I will be a senior next month. I'll be officially a senior citizen next month. And, uh, I started late. I think I call myself a late bloomer in life on a lot of different levels, but, uh, just don't give up, especially if you're passionate about it. Okay. You don't, you may not necessarily have the confidence. You may not necessarily feel like you have the know-how, but with hard work and persistence, you can get there. And then, you know, people talk about, give yourself some grace. Yeah. You do have to give yourself some grace. We live in a society where we're being pulled in so many different directions and we just have so many things coming at us. But if you are a true uh, person that wants to have her own business as an entrepreneur, I would say, don't, don't give up no matter what age you are. Look, you know, there are a lot of us in this game, um, different stages of life and it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I really actually want to keep working until I cannot work anymore. That's just my feeling. Yeah. I'd like to kick back, you know, but I still want to keep working. That's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of like what's in me. I, right now, I don't, I don't see myself stopping unless something were to happen that made me, you know, stop. Even with this vitreous and this hernia, uh-uh, honey. We might take it a little bit slower, but I'm coming, you know. <laughs> I just want to keep going. I just, you know, as, as, as long as I'm able to, I would like to, to keep going. Um, and I would just encourage anybody it's okay that you don't, you don't know it all. Mm-hmm. You're never going to know it all. Um, you just continue to have the passion and the desire to want to learn. Then you'll get better. And I know, like for me, that was, that's kind of like my struggle too. You know, I don't know everything, but I still want to continue to learn. So I, I feel like having that mindset will help me to continue on. And I would encourage anybody to do the same if that's, you know, what you want to do. I love that. I love that you said that. And 
Y'all don't know. That's a big thing for Michelle to say on something that's going to be recorded and be put okay. out to everybody. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, what, what I feel like you're saying is that the mindset to embrace on this journey is a growth one. Like to always be willing to learn and grow and know that you can't, like you said, you're not going to know everything and that you are going to need help to learn and to get to the next step and see things from a different perspective. And it's okay. So I love that you shared that and thank you for sharing it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak it in this space, even though I hope I don't, you know, go back and be like, oh, Lord, why did I say that? Girl. No, that was really good because I think everybody needs to hear it. Um, I had Julie Paisley on the show a couple, oh my gosh, it's almost been a year, who's another oh. photographer. Um, and she's been in the game for a very long time. And she said some things too. I think me, the younger generation, if you will, it's nice to hear that because there are a lot, unfortunately, I feel like in that's that is in your generation of people who they aren't okay with saying something like that. They aren't okay with being like, you know what? You don't have to, it's okay actually to change your mind. If you want to change your mind, you can change it and you will be fine. Like, I just really love that you guys have been um, embracing that. So to wrap it up though, tell us how we can find you on social media, how people can work with you, anything cool and exciting happening that they should know about. Wow. Yes. So my um my Instagram handle is Michelle with two L's underscore Davina, which is D-A-V as in Victor I-N-A underscore photo. And then my website is MichelleDavinaPhotography.com. I'm not really on Twitter, so yeah. <laughs> uh Instagram and Facebook is Michelle Davina Photography as well. And so yes, I have a call with my coach tomorrow. So I'll be telling her about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know what she's going to say when I tell her what I got to tell her, but um, it'll be interesting. But yes, if you would like to work with me, I am actually, um, like I said, a branding and wedding photographer. So if you have any branding needs uh, or initiatives that you're working on that you would like to explore, I do discovery calls and I'm going to be coming up with a, a service for that uh, creative business person, business owner that um, they may be, uh, they will probably like. It's going to be for the seasoned creative that knows and they just need to, they just need to go. They just need a, a refresh. They just need a, um, a restart button. So we'll okay. see. Um, more to come on that, but I need to talk to my coach first. <laughs> Y'all. I want to run it by her and get her input so I can, you know, have all angles covered. Well, I'm sure whatever you're going to be doing in the near future and what you're doing now, you can just follow her on her Instagram. It'll, it will be in the show notes. So you can definitely check it out, get to the link and all of that stuff and show Michelle some love. Yes. Show me and some love. thank I love you, you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this um, opportunity to talk to you and to just share with your audience, you know, from my perspective. So this has really been cool. I've enjoyed it. All right, y'all, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. And I hope this conversation inspired you. Be sure to visit craftedtothrive.com to check out our show notes, connect with our guests and grab some of those goodies. Join us for the next episode. And in the meantime, remember, yes, 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 you are crafted to thrive.